Well, it's great to have you with us. My name is Craig Rochelle, and welcome to episode number one of the Craig Rochelle Leadership Podcast. Uh, since we're just getting started, if this is helpful to you, it would mean a lot if you'd give a review or if um, this is really valuable information and you want to share it with people on social media, that would mean a lot. Uh, if you don't know anything about me, which is very likely, I'll start off by saying I'm a massive student of leadership. I read everything I can on leadership, study from the best of the best. I believe that when a leader gets better, the whole organization gets better. And so I want to devote this podcast really to investing in leaders, believing that we all can get better and impact the organizations that we're a part of. I actually am honored to teach at leadership events around the country. In fact, if you live on the West Coast and are interested in joining me, I'll be with uh, my good friend, Andy Stanley, who has an amazing leadership podcast. I highly recommend that you listen to Andy. And we're doing one-day leadership events in two cities uh, in the month of February. We'll be in San Francisco and in Seattle. Uh, we'll be in San Francisco on February the 16th, and we'll be in Seattle on February the 18th. If uh, you live in that part of the country or you're interested in finding out more, you can go to catalystconference.com slash one day, catalystconference.com slash one day, and uh, we would love to see you there. We'll be in six or seven different cities this year, and um and other places as well I'll tell you about in upcoming weeks. If you're curious a little bit about me, I'm actually married. I've been married to uh, my best friend Amy for 25 years. We have six kids. People say, wow, six kids, you must love kids. I always say, not really, I love my wife. Wink, 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 right? You know what I'm saying? Uh, two of our kids are grown and uh, they actually serve in the organization that I lead. It's amazing to watch as my kids are really developing into leaders. We love to teach leadership at home. We love to teach leadership everywhere we are, everywhere we go, because we really believe that leadership changes the world. Um, a little bit about the organization that I lead. 20 years ago, uh, my wife Amy and I started a church called Life Church. Um, in the 20 years we've been leading it, it's grown from a little two-car garage to now, uh, our church meets in 24 different locations in seven different states. And the reason why I'm telling you this is because it really takes a lot of leadership and amazing leaders to have an organization meeting in different states and continuing to grow. Our church um, also started the YouVersion Bible app. And this is an app that's been downloaded now more than 200 million times. And so there's a whole nother organization under the church that is producing this app that's being downloaded you know, tens of thousands of times um, every single day. And so leadership really, really matters. And so when we're talking about this, um, I am gonna be talking from the perspective of being a, a church leader, but I promise you that leadership principles are transferable. So if you're starting up a business, the leadership principles will apply to you. If you're leading an organization, if you hope to be a leader one day, if you're leading a nonprofit, if you wanna be a better leader in your family, I believe the leadership principles that we talk about can be very, very helpful. Um, here's what you can expect. We're gonna release a two or three podcasts very quickly, and that'll give you something to kind of listen to. And then once a month, most likely on the first Thursday of the month, we'll release a new podcast. I'll work hard to honor your time 
to bring um, quality content in a short period of time. And then we'll also be posting these, not only will they be on iTunes, YouTube, they'll be at Life Church slash open. Uh, we'll put the notes everywhere we can. Um, they'll be available at craigrochellebooks.com and other places. What's really important to me is to hear from you. Um, I love asking questions and I, learn, I love answering questions when I know the answers. If you've got questions, you can email me at leadership at life.church, leadership at life.church. And then as the weeks progress, I'll um, answer a few of the questions each time we get together. So let's dive in today. And what I wanna do is talk to you about six different types of leaders and the results of these types of leaders. Six different types of leaders and the results that we see from these types of leadership. We'll probably talk about three today and probably talk about three um, in the next episode. And you'll likely see yourself in one or more of these types. Chances are really, really good that you're gonna think, hey, I worked for her or I worked for him. And you'll recognize that people that you've worked with or worked for have these types as well. Um, at the end of the session, I'll give you a few questions that you can ask yourself or ask team members if you wanna work through this as a group. And we'll dive in talking about these six different types. We'll talk about a few today. We're gonna to talk about unpredictable leaders. We're gonna talk about domineering leaders. We're gonna talk about secretive leaders. We're gonna talk about passive leaders. We're gonna talk about healthy leaders and empowering leaders. Unpredictable, domineering, secretive, passive, healthy, and empowering. What do these types of leaders produce in their organizations? Uh, let's talk for a minute about unpredictable leaders. You may have worked for somebody, you never know what they're going to do. What do unpredictable leaders produce? Well, unpredictable leaders produce hesitant followers. If you've ever worked for someone who's unpredictable, you're very likely over time to become more hesitant in your own leadership. Why? Because you never know what they're gonna do. You don't know what to expect. Therefore, you're hesitant. You may be a little bit afraid. You may be very, very tentative. For example, I worked in sales uh, for 10 months before starting Life Church, And I had a sales manager that, oh my goodness, was he ever unpredictable. You never knew what this guy was gonna do. I might be on a sales call with him when he was training me, and in the middle of it, he would just take over and just almost move me out of the way. Maybe I deserved it, I don't know, but he would just take over. There are times when I'd be out on my own where he'd just show up unannounced and just be there with me on the sales call. There, he would actually fine us um, money if we were late to a sales meeting. For the record, I was not late, but he'd find somebody else and say, you know, you're fined $5 for being late. Next time, people would be late and there'd be no fine. We just would never know. He might yell at you, ah! Next time, he might hug you. You never, ever knew what you were gonna get from this guy. And as a result, all of the sales team, we were scared. And it wasn't a healthy fear, it was more of like, we don't know what to expect, we don't know if we're gonna let this guy down. We don't know if we're doing well. We don't know if we're doing poorly. We just don't know because he's so unpredictable. Um, in my world, in the church world, a lot of church leaders I work with say they're very often incredibly frustrated because pastors are unpredictable. What'll happen is they might go off to a meeting somewhere, to a conference, and they come back and say, now this is what we're gonna do. 
and we're going to be all about small groups or we're going to be all about evangelism. We're going to be all about whatever. And people are going, well, last time you went to a conference, you came back, you told us we're going to be all about whatever. And that lasted about three weeks. So there's often no focus, no consistency. And with this unpredictability, people are, are hesitant. We don't know if you're actually going to follow through with this. We don't know if we're going to get anywhere. And all of a sudden, the organization is very, very frail because of the unpredictability. If you identify this as maybe something in your own leadership, and again, oftentimes it's difficult to see your own weaknesses. You have to really get honest feedback. Work on consistency. Um, when you say the same thing over and over and over again as a leader, that builds trust. When your actions are consistent with your words, that builds trust. Consistency matters in leadership. I would rather follow a leader with a consistently average plan than a leader with a great plan, a bad plan, a mediocre plan that changes all the time. Remember, a quote I love to say is that, that successful people do consistently what normal people do occasionally. Successful people do consistently what normal people do occasionally. Don't be an unpredictable leader. Unpredictable leaders produce hesitant followers. Let's talk about another type of leader, and that would be domineering leaders. Maybe you've worked for a domineering leader. It's my way or the highway. Because I said so, that's why. We're going to do what I want to do. Your voice doesn't matter. This is the way it's going to be. What does a domineering leader produce? Well, a domineering leader produces compliant followers. A domineering leader produces compliant followers. In other words, they may scare you, intimidate you, threaten you, or coerce you into following. And here's the challenge. They may actually get some decent short-term results. Why? Because people are compliant. We're going to do what you want. But over time, it's always devastating to an organization. It always is. Because domineering leaders create weak teams. Let me say that again. Domineering leaders create weak teams. People don't think for themselves. They don't become better leaders. They simply do what they've been told to do. They become yes people. Yes, yes sir, yes ma'am, I'll, I'll do whatever. You may get compliance from your people if you're dominant as a leader, but you will not get commitment. You don't want compliance, you want commitment. And here's the challenge. The bigger your organization gets, the more people are likely to fear you. So if you're leading three people, you know, hey, you can have relationship. If you're leading 300, oh my goodness, the boss just walked into the room. And you have to work even harder because here's what I found, that as a leader that's respected, you may make a suggestion and it comes across as a command. You may even ask a question, hey, I was wondering about this, what if we tried this? And people are so eager to please you that they may try to reorganize, reorganize everything around doing what they think you want them to do. So. As your organization gets bigger, you have to work even harder not to come across as domineering. Uh, the biggest question to, or biggest suggestion I have for you, as if you don't want to be domineering, is to ask questions and listen. Ask questions and listen. Ask questions and listen. Make sure you ask 10 times as many questions as you give directions. Let me say that again. Make sure you ask 10 times as many questions as you offer directions. We do not want to be a domineering leader because domineering leaders 
produce compliant followers. Thought number one, unpredictable leaders produce hesitant followers. Domineering leaders produce compliant followers. The third thing is this, secretive leaders, let's talk about that. Secretive leaders, those who, hey, I can't tell you this, you know what, you're not important enough to know. Uh, this is only for the top people to, 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 to handle. You can't handle this. Secretive leaders produce guarded followers. Secretive leaders produce guarded followers. Um, if you as the leader keep all the information or, or there's just a few people at the, at the top that know what's going on, what we're doing is we're communicating that we don't trust the people that are serving our organization. And the reality is if we don't trust them, how in the world can we expect them to trust us? In fact, I love uh, Simon Sinek. He, he says this, he says, a team is not a group of people who work together. A team is a group of people who trust each other. A team is not a group of people who just work together. A team is, is a group of people who trust each other. If we are guarded with information, then we're not communicating that we trust. If we don't trust others, how are they gonna trust us? And if our team, if they're guarded, then they're not gonna give us feedback. And this is really, really dangerous because if our team will not give us feedback, then we can't know the truth. Then there's not a posture for them to bring about um, suggestions to make the organization better. And we need to understand that as leaders, we only see the organization from one direction. The people that are on the front lines, they, they, they are thinking about solutions to problems that we do not even know exist. We have to engage their minds, their heart, their commitment to contribute to the organization or we're always gonna be limited in what we know and what we can do. And the bottom line is this leader. If you are surrounded by people that cannot or will not tell you the truth, your days of effectiveness are very, very numbered. We must be transparent. Here's what's going on in the organization. We need to be vulnerable. You know, I don't really know what we need to do right now. We need to be honest. It, when we communicate information, we are communicating that we trust other people. And without trust, we don't have anything. So with communicating information, we're creating buy-in. Oh, well, they trust me with this. Well, maybe they want my ideas. Well, because they trust me with this, then I believe I can make a difference in the organization. And we need to remember, the more that they know, the more they will care. The more they know, the more they will care. So we refuse to be secretive in our leadership. Today, we're talking about three different types of leaders, and these are negative. Next week, we're gonna talk a little bit more about some positive types. We talked today about unpredictable leaders, about domineering leaders, about secretive leaders. What I'd like for you to do is, if you have a team with you, is maybe to gather with the team and ask these questions. Um, ask this, how am I unpredictable as a leader? How am I unpredictable as a leader? Because the reality is, if you are, you're not going to know it. You think you're consistent, you think you have a plan, but you don't, you need to hear from other people. How am I unpredictable as a leader? <clears throat> and then ask, what are one or two things I can do to build trust with predictability? What are one or two things that I can do? And if you ask this question to your team members, they're gonna tell you honestly. Number one, just by asking them, you're, you're telling them, I wanna be more predictable, I wanna learn. By asking other of these questions, you're gonna give them the freedom to bring insight to you to help you get better as a leader. Ask them this, second uh, set of questions would be, am I ever domineering? Am I ever domineering? Maybe even a better way to ask it is, 
How am I domineering? Assume that as a leader, most likely we probably are. How am I domineering? And then ask them this, what could I do to make sure everyone has a chance to offer their wisdom? What could I do? And they're gonna tell you, you know what? You know, in meetings, um, you need to ask for our opinions or we'd love to give you feedback about whatever. Getting the insight and the wisdom from your team matters more than you can imagine. If, if you're the only one bringing direction, ideas, you will, be, you will be the ceiling on your organization. How am I being domineering? What could I do to make sure everyone has a chance to offer their wisdom? And then let's talk about secretive leaders. Secretive leaders. And this is just the question that I would ask um, and, and see what happens. Ask, what are three things I could share that will help people feel valued and care more about our mission? What are three things? I like three things because one thing is just like, hey, well, what are we doing about such and such? But if we talk about three things, we're getting deeper into some categories of things that people really want to know about. Whenever I meet with um, different teams from our organization, I always ask them, what do you not know that you wanna know? And I'm always surprised that oftentimes it's just, to me, the things that I would think everybody would know or the things that we have, that everybody should know, but we have failed to communicate. One of the biggest challenges in a growing organization is we tend to assume that people know. We can never assume. Communicate, 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 communicate. The more they know, the more they care. The more they know, the more they care. The more they know, the more they care. Let's help them know a lot so they care a lot. They'll have vision buy-in and they'll, they'll really help contribute. Now, next week, we're gonna talk about passive leaders. Ah! Ah! Hate passive leaders. Okay, we're gonna talk about healthy leaders. Then, there's gonna be a little twist that might surprise you. There's a step beyond healthy leaders and that's empowering leaders. We're gonna talk about that in the next episode. I wanna remind you, if you have questions, send them to leadership at life.church, leadership at life.church. If you enjoy this and it's helpful, tell somebody because leaders help others lead better. Remember, you don't have to know it all to be a great leader. Be yourself. Why? Because people would rather follow a leader who is always real than one who is always right. See you next time for the Craig Rochelle Leadership Podcast. Thanks for joining us today on the Craig Rochelle Leadership Podcast. You'll be very happy to know that episode two is already available and you can download it today. Plus, if you subscribe, you'll be notified as soon as the next episode is made available on February Fourth. Now, for all the links and resources that you heard Craig refer to, as well as additional material for you and your team to become better leaders, you can find all of that and more at life.church slash leadership podcast. And I know many of you have questions or comments or even topics that you would love Pastor Craig to address. You can send us all of those suggestions by sending us an email to leadership at life.church. Thanks again for joining us today on our very first episode. We'll see you next time right here at the Craig Rochelle Leadership Podcast.